0: But when you compare yourself to others, it takes away from what you're doing and it distracts you. You don't know where they come from, what they have going on. You know, Maybe they had parents that had millions of dollars that invested in them, And so you can't compare yourself to other people. You have to just stay centered with who you are and what you're doing and not get distracted. Hey, my
1: name is Ariana, and as an immigrant, wife, young mother, and multi-passionate professional, I currently spend my days trying to figure out this crazy and unpredictable thing called life. After a few chaotic years learning from my mistakes in my early 20s, I've now struck that balance with full-time work at a fabulous tech company and a startup coaching business I run from home. So here we are, making the best of life purples and optimizing our opportunities. We talk about all things career, business, money, life, and mistakes and maybe even an after-hour conversation or two. So grab your coffee and pour your wine, and let's get inspired to embrace your weird, all while learning workshop style. The breakout session is about to begin. This is the Side Hustle Experience Podcast. welcome back to the Side Hustle Experience. I'm your host, Ariana, and today I have such an amazing guest with me. Her name is Allison. Allison and I go, quote unquote, back when we had a really interesting experience at work and we just became kind of BFFs through this crazy, traumatic experience. Alison Trimble has 13 plus years of diverse experience in the media industry. She graduated with a Bachelor's of Arts in Television Production from Savannah College of Art and Design. Woo-woo, design. Starting her career in docu-reality television, she has worked with over 150 episodes of network television. Allison then made the switch to a digital content overseeing Yahoo Lifestyle video department. She has also freelanced in a wide range of projects from corporate clients to red carpets. So if you want to know anything about the red carpet, Allison is going to be your gal. Allison now has started Consume to health and the stigma around cannabis. I'm super excited to learn about that. She found the best way to do this was through content creation and execution. She has developed a strategic media plan for the cannabis industry, looking to target a new type of customer. Since she understands the full scope of companies, she is able to deliver specific content to her clients and beyond. I mean, if that doesn't sound amazing, I don't know what would. I am so curious, Allison, to, of course, listen about you through your experience and who you are. But... Oh, my God. I'm so intrigued already. Tell us all about you. And thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm so
0: excited to have you. Thank you. I mean, you kind of gave me a great intro. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what else I could tell you. Um, do you want personal or professional?
1: Both. I mean, tell us all about it. I just think for the listeners here right now, me and Allison, as I said, we go way back. Every time I talk to her, I just find something out new. It's like, I didn't know that about you. Like It's just so fascinating to chat with her. And I just want to hear everything and anything you can share with us because you just have so much valuable experience on both ends, life and work. So give it to us.
0: Okay. I'll try and sprinkle in both. So born and raised in Ohio, love football. You know that about me. Bengals. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I actually graduated high school a year early and moved to Mexico for a year. Spent a year working with the nonprofit down in Mexico. And then I went to SCAD. As you mentioned, uh, and got my degree in television production. So, what I really liked about my program was we had to do four internships to graduate. To me, that was very valuable. And so, I actually interned on the first season of Undercover Boss and also worked in the CNN headquarters in Atlanta at Adult Swim and also at a production company in New York. So, all of those internships gave me a resume coming out of college. And so I really felt like that was valuable experience. From there, you know, I moved to New York on a one-way ticket, no apartment, no job and a suitcase. And that was kind of that. The past 10 years were there until consume. <laughs>
1: yeah. I remember when you told me that story that you moved to New York with like no plan. And I was like, oh, my type A and like, ah, how can you do that? If you know anything about Allison, if if we know anything about you, it's that you are somebody who really figures it out. Like, I don't know what I'm doing right now, but I know I'm going to figure it out. And you just out of nowhere, just come with this structured ass plan. And I'm like, how did you even think of that so quickly? And it's like your brain just works in these mysterious ways that I just like, and I have just a little tiny piece of that brain because I need it. (laughs) But it's crazy how you moved to New York from Ohio with no plan, just a suitcase with technically nobody that you knew there, no job, no place to live. And you landed one of the most amazing like career opportunities. You did it on your own, technically, because you didn't know anybody. So tell us about that. Like, how was your transition from moving? from Ohio to New York, and how did you get to land your first opportunity?
0: So I left Georgia leaving college and knew, you know, through my internships, one was in LA and one was in New York, and I kind of had to decide in media, in production, kind of where I wanted to be. Wasn't a fan of LA, loved New York, so that's where I wanted to be. I stopped down in Ohio on my way to New York was kind of searching for jobs online, applying and finding here or there a couple. I saw this job, applied. It was for an executive assistant position. They asked if I could come in for an interview. I wasn't even in New York yet. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm out of town, but I'll be there Monday. Flew in on Saturday, had the interview Monday morning and got the job, got it offered and got a job. Obviously, when you're new in New York with nothing, you take the job. And it was a great opportunity. It was executive assistant to the head of post-production at uh, Leftfield Pictures. They're a huge company now with lots and lots of television and more under their belt. So that was kind of how I broke in. And you're right. I didn't know anyone. I don't have family in the industry. I don't have anything like that. But that experience as an intern gave me the resume for them to want to hire Mm me.
1: And I love that story, Allison, because I love to chat about career paths in this podcast, where it's not necessarily linear. And your example is so perfect about that, because you started out as an intern, obviously, in the area that you wanted to be in. But then you landed a role as an admin. And then when I met you, you were the head of production. So it's like, Man, in literally 10 years, you go from an admin to someone to becoming the head of production. That is just incredible. Such an amazing story. But also to teach people who are listening to this podcast that you don't have to feel discouraged because you might not land a job right away out of college that you might see yourself in. Like, you're not going to be in that job forever. You just kind of have to play the good part learn everything that you need to learn within that job. And then what are the goals that you're trying to achieve to climb the ladder somewhere else? And in this case, you were very strategic because you took this job as an admin, but you were an admin to a very strategic person, to a key player, somebody who was already doing the job that you one day wanted to do. And that is what I like to tell people. It's like, you don't have to be always be so calculated but also understand that where you are landing today doesn't necessarily mean that that's where you're going to be stuck forever. You just kind of have to look at your surroundings and see how you can make that situation work for you. And that is exactly what you did. I love, love that story. But then how do you go from, okay, you started as an admin. I met you as the head of production and now you're with Consume. Tell us all about it. Like, I know that I did a little bit of an introduction of what it is you do, but I would love to hear from your own words. What Consume exactly is, and how did you come up with this awesome idea that no one else that I know have ever thought of?
0: So there are a few agencies or companies out there like Consume, but given it's such an emerging industry, there's not a ton. And I saw specifically where I'm looking to focus, there wasn't many at all at focus I'm looking at. So to go back, Consume right now, and it's going to evolve. That's the other thing. There's the right now version and there's the what it's going to evolve to version. So the right now version is, I would basically say we're marketing, advertising, production, Company agency, so we service any and all brands in the cannabis industry. So if you have grow operation, we can do anything from design, video, photography, social media, website for your grow operation. Or if you have a new brand, packaging, anything of that. My specialty obviously is video, so I'm video focused. But you know, going to Scad and working in the industry and kind of doing all parts, I'm able to you know, run teams that kind of have all parts.
1: So so that is what, you know, consume is today. And again, you know, our businesses evolve all the time. As I mentioned, you know, I started off as a career coach and now things are just evolving into me teaching people about know, personal finance and side hustles, because it's something that people want from me. So right now, this is what you want to give the world because it's what your experience is in. But once you evolve and put your feet in the sand and you get to meet all of your clients, you're going to start to realize that maybe there is a room for more that you can offer in the future. And that is the reason why I love businesses, because you don't have to be stuck in just this one particular pillar. You can just kind of go whenever your clients need you to be. And that's something that I love about you, Allison. too, is that you're so adaptable to the situation, you're very quickly to come up with solutions to the things that you're in front of, which is why I think you thrive so much in agencies, small startups, because we're changing all the time, technology. And I love that you mentioned the video piece, because although this is a podcast, I'm huge on video as well, because we know that that's where the industry is going. That's where everything is going towards. I mean, look at TikTok, it's just blown up because of the video aspect of things, how quickly people are able to consume, by pieces of content and learn so much. And I love that you're taking that step into, hey, I have the networking piece. I have the big television piece. I have the social media piece. Let's put all of that together to really bring you into this world of the new era of just being in platforms like TikTok and having your own space. I know that when it comes to video, the important piece there is the storytelling piece. I know that you're an awesome storyteller. I love when you like kind of have this idea in your mind, you just kind of have these steps to put everything together together. So tell me, what is it about storytelling, in your opinion, that's so important when it comes to video, and why do you think that that's something that people should be paying attention to?
0: Storytelling, to me, is a description of ideas, beliefs, personal experiences, and life lessons through stories or narratives, which could be written, photography, it could be a poem, it could be a song, but things that evoke powerful emotions and insights. It's important today because so much of our world is connected, but yet we don't seem to understand each other. You can use storytelling to be impactful in more ways than one. It could be who you reach, how you reach them, or where you reach them.
1: Mm, I love that. Wow. I'm like, listen, just stop the podcast and start taking notes because I'm just like, I'm so enlightened. (laughs) And I don't know why I'm even shocked because I've worked with Allison and I know how her brain works. But every time she speaks, it's like, I didn't even think of it that way. I love that. When it comes to the storytelling piece, what is it exactly that kind of calls your attention? Because I know you love video and you love storytelling, although you've always been kind of behind the camera type of person. What is it about it that kind of ignites you? Like, what is it that gives you energy about that work?
0: It's the connection. It's connecting with people. It's telling stories and getting people to understand each other or other people's stories or any of that. You know, like I said, the world is so connected, but we don't understand each other. You know, I lived in Mexico or, you know, I did a lot of reality television with some fringe subcultures, things that I didn't understand. But through connecting with them and learning their stories it really kind of impacted my thought processes, what I do, how I do it. That is what I think is most important. Mm -hmm.
1: Absolutely. And then going into that, just understanding a little bit behind the scenes as of how your business came about, which I would love to hear more about that story. But I wanted to do a caveat because this podcast is very specific for people who are interested in learning more about careers and their personal finance and journeys and things like that. But I love your story because it's a non-traditional path to a career that can be lucrative, and in this case, your own business, but you're also creating careers for other people within that because you're contracting people, so on and so forth. So what tips do you have for people who might be interested in following on your footsteps or potentially launching their own business, whether it's going to be a side gig or having it be their main source of income? Because we have noticed uh, since 2020 that we're paying more attention to the things that really are valuable to us and the things that make the most impact in our lives. And so I want people to know that there are other alternatives out there than just working a nine-to-five. What can you tell us the tips and strategies that you might have that we could potentially follow the same full steps as you to be in a place like
0: Consume today? Like you said, my path was very untraditional. Not everyone has the opportunity or experience I had. Like I was able through a very successful television career to purchase a home at 27 through that home purchase which was a two family home and so i was able to have my mortgage covered by the tenant and through that i was able to sell it and start consume so in some ways i would say figure out where you could bootstrap and where you could find money to bootstrap but not everyone has that opportunity so then in addition i would probably say your network is your biggest friend your network is your biggest friend people around you, the people that you want to be like or emulate or work with, those are who you need to watch, who you need to be with, and who you need to be around. Absolutely.
1: I'm a huge advocate of that as well because Although, you know, as an immigrant coming to this country, I didn't really have a network that I could tap into. And so I kind of had to figure out things on my own and then teach others behind me because it's like this is how I did it, although I didn't have a network. But now that I've been in the business for seven years, now I understand the importance of having a network. I've been able to build out my own network and leverage that in different ways. And so I absolutely agree with you. And it's exactly how Brendan, who you now created, his own business as well. And if you haven't listened to that episode, you absolutely should after this one is episode number six, where Brendan tells us all about his business and how he started. And he's in a very similar pathway and industry as Allison, but he does more of the actual video and editing piece of it, while Allison is like more of the mastermind behind it all. So I love that. And I also see that although you loved your home in Jersey City, I remember what an emotional time that was for you because it's like, do I want to sell my house? Do I not? But like, this is something else that I want to explore. I just admire like the courage that it took for you to do that because it was your baby, right? Like having your first home and all the work that you put into the house and all the investments and really letting that go just so that you can pursue your dreams is extremely admirable. And I just want to take a moment to make sure that we're acknowledging that. Hey there. If you are enjoying the podcast, I would so much appreciate it if you could subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It would help the show reach more multi-passionate professionals, and it gives me feedback on what direction to take future episodes. I have linked a tutorial on how to do so in the show notes. Now, back to the episode. And so in those moments while you were making those tough decisions, what are some valuable lessons that you think you've learned so far? in this
0: path of entrepreneurship and kind of building your own path for your career? Don't compare yourself to anyone else. You know, there are, like I said, a few others that exist. There's actually a pretty big one that exists in the cannabis industry as far as agency production work. There's also other room, especially in this industry, to have space for other people right now. There's a lot of cannabis brands. If there's only two agencies servicing them, that's enough work to go around. But when you compare yourself to others, it takes away from what you're doing and it distracts you. You don't know where they come from, what they have going on. You know, Maybe they had parents that had millions of dollars that invested in that. And so you can't compare yourself to other people. You have to just stay centered with who you are and what you're doing and not get distracted.
1: Yeah, especially in today's age with social media, it's so easy to fall into that trap. And I'm constantly reminding myself not to do that because it is hard. You know, when you see people posting all these great things and advancing and everything, you're all the time thinking like, why am I not there yet? Or why can I just land clients like that? But then you have to remind yourself that every little piece of social media platform that you're in, every content that gets posted is carefully curated For you to see it so that you don't get to know what's going on behind the scenes. And I think that we're all guilty of that, of not wanting to show the hard parts where we're struggling and going through ups and downs, because that's what entrepreneurship is like. And I'm sure you already have your taste of it. So it's very important. I so much agree with you with that comparing yourself. And sometimes you're just starting out, right? So it's like your chapter one compared to someone else's chapter 10. That's not even fair to do. So it can be detrimental to your mental health. It can be detrimental to your potential of your business because you continue to compare yourself and then say, why am I even doing this? Like somebody else is already doing it 10 times better than me. So I'm just going to give up. And I've been there. 2020 was that year for me where I just literally threw everything in the air and said, why do I bother? There's so many other awesome people out there already doing what I'm doing, but you know what they don't have? you. And as I, I'm talking to you with your story and everything that I know about you, it's like, there's no other Allison's out there, just you. So that's what, you know, we all need to remind ourselves that you are you. And that is what makes you unique because sometimes we're like so concentrated. It's like, what makes me, me, like what's going to make me stand out from all these other agencies? Well, you, and I guarantee you probably impossible to find somebody who opened up that agency with the type of experience you have boots on the ground, which is invaluable to your clients. So any resources that you can probably point our way for nine to fivers who might be looking to start a business on the side because as you mentioned you had your house that you can sell and like have that money as a seed. but what about other people like if they have families or you know have other responsibilities that they need to take care of that don't have the opportunity to quit their jobs or sell an asset maybe they don't have an asset to sell. What are some resources and places or books that they can read to kind of help themselves along to test out that idea first before they go all in?
0: Well, like I said, networking is really key to use as resources. You know, I just got back from a convention in Las Vegas that was for the cannabis industry, MJ BizCon. And, you know, I found that very valuable to me. Now, this only pertains to me in my industry. I think there's a lot of different people listening to this podcast and different interests and different, you know, what they're looking to do. But things like conventions are really great to go to. You know, there were seminars that I could learn. There were networking events where I could meet people. I didn't know anyone. I was alone. I didn't know one person there. But walking out of that, I felt like I learned so much even after starting my own business, and could only grow from there. So maybe not just conventions, seminars, TED Talks. It's hard to say one specific thing because I'm a very unique industry. But if you're listening, if you could find something specific towards what you're looking to do, TED Talks, conventions, et cetera, those are great.
1: Yeah. And I know that you went to a convention
0: not too long ago in Las Vegas. Tell us all about that. How was your experience? What did you learn it was good. Oh, there's so much. I had never been to Vegas, so that was new. <laughs> also kind of first travel during these COVID times recently, so that was interesting. But this was the largest cannabis convention in the United States. I believe there were fifteen to 20,000 people there. Damon from FUBU was one of the keynote speakers. There were some really huge names in the cannabis industry. And, you know, this was different than other cannabis conventions. A lot of them are product-based, kind of consumer-based, B2C. This was very B2B and very about the business part. And so it wasn't, let's go get high. (laughs) It was like, (laughs) let's talk about the business part of things. It was great. I had a great experience and then the other thing I learned there, the other thing I walked out with was I was pleasantly surprised and this may not be forever and may not be always, but my experience at MJ Bizcon was very positive. Every person I met was very positive, every woman I met was very positive and supportive and you know, coming from a very cutthroat entertainment media industry, it was surprising to me that it was that type of experience. Now, I'm not what's considered plant touching. So I don't have cannabis, like I'm not growing it. I don't have a product. I'm an ancillary service. So there may be a little bit of leeway there where people are kind of nicer to me or, but overall, I still felt the whole vibe was very positive.
1: Yeah, you know, it's interesting because when you were mentioning the whole cutthroat situation, I am like, oh boy, yeah, I remember. Um, and I've always been in a cutthroat environment because although I've been in different industries, I've been in recruiting and HR. And HR is not as competitive, but recruiting, oh my God, it's like sales. And you're like trying to like claw your eyes out to like get candidates and all of that. So I I know the stress, especially with other women and because my industry tends to be most likely women. So I know, I know the feeling. <laughs> But you heard it from Alison herself, you know, make sure that you have a really good network that you can kind of touch into. Just make sure that you give yourself space to test things out and see what it is you like and do your research. There's a lot of expos out there, a lot of conventions, a lot of groups and memberships that you can be a part of that are supportive for people when they're first starting the industry or in the journey of starting their own businesses. I haven't done that myself because I'm just heads deep right now into like changing things and creating content and all that. But I can see the value in finding community, right? To be able to not feel so alone because entrepreneurship can feel so alone sometimes. So isolating, like you're doing your own little thing. What I'm a huge proponent of is side hustles because it can give you an understanding of whether you want to do that thing forever or in the future or for a long term, or if it is profitable. That's the one thing. You have to make sure it's profitable because you don't want to leave like how you're making money to be able to live to just launching this thing that no one's interested in. So I absolutely love just the research that you have done and I've been present when you're doing all this research of knowing that this is an emerging market and that right now is probably the least busiest it's ever going to be because it's just going to grow from here. So I absolutely cannot wait to see what Consume is going to be doing in the near future. And then my last question for you, Allison, is if you could talk to baby Allison,
0: why would you tell her and why? I would say, don't doubt yourself. Trust your instincts and don't let other people at the table make you second guess yourself.
1: Mm, I love that. I want to hug baby Allison. Tell her, don't doubt yourself. You're so smart. But I think it's coming from that industry, right? Of like always, especially for you. I know that you've been in a very male-dominated industry and plus on top of that, very competitive industry. So I can imagine like how long has taken you to really just stand up on your own and say no this is what I believe in and this is what I think is best because it can be hard you know to make those decisions because then you come across as like angry or snappy or you're aggressive although for men it's like oh you're such a go-getter you know what I mean which is sucks, but I loved working with you because you were there to kind of support the initiatives of HR of saying like, this is what's right. You know, this is what we need to do. And always helping me like ensure that yes, you're not crazy. This is what we should be doing. Cause sometimes you second guess yourself and it's not really fun, but Alison, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I do want to hear from you before you go, tell us where we can find you. How can we find out more about consume and what
0: can we connect with you? You can go to www.consume.com c-o-n-s-u-m-e company.com and the twitter and instagram handles are at consume underscore co
1: perfect well you heard it go ahead and connect with allison She is also, what I love that you're doing on Instagram is showcasing other small businesses from underrepresented backgrounds. So if you're interested in learning how to connect with more Black plus community, the Native community, Hispanic community, Allison is somebody who's really doing a great job at being that ally on just forecasing and putting her platform for other people to find these smaller shops and people from underrepresented communities, which I absolutely love and support 100%. So make sure to go and follow her. And thank you so much, Alison, for being on. Your story is so fascinating. I cannot wait to see where you take this company. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode, and I hope that it served you well. If you enjoyed it or found it to be something that resonated with you, share that takeaway with me over on Instagram so that the community can also see it. And if you tag me at Side Hustle Experience, I will be sure to reshare it. Your support and feedback means the world to me. I hope to have you back on the next episode at the same time, same place. Over and out.